0: This is Retirement Keys with Anthony Kinjemi from Crescent City Retirement Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Anthony provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals and now here is retirement keys with your host anthony congemi
1: welcome again for another show here at retirement keys my name's anthony congemi i want to thank you so much for joining us this sunday morning uh, we have our fabulous co-host with us this morning, Tony Shore, and we also have another guest with us today, uh, Mr. Chip LaCocca. Uh Last week, Tony, as you know, we did a, we did a show on estate and legacy planning, and uh, so we were fortunate enough to get Chip in uh, this morning. to He's an attorney here in New Orleans to talk more about estate and legacy planning. But before I introduce Chip, And uh, we get into that. Uh, How have you been, Tony? How did your week go? Oh, it went great. In fact, my birthday
0: was last Friday, and I just uh, had a big surprise. My son uh, came back. He's in grad school to be a physician's assistant, and he and his wife surprised me by coming home for my birthday. So we had the whole family together for the first time in a long time, went out to a great old school supper club, you know, steakhouse like the old style steakhouse. Awesome. Uh couldn't be better. So I'm in a good mood. Work's been busy. How about you Anthony? What have you been up to? You're you just uh you've been running around like crazy this time of year. You're really busy, aren't
1: you? Well, I mean it's, you know, tax season and everybody's, yep. you know, getting, you know, we we're, we're doing last, you know, minute tax planning which, you know, obviously is can be really be a game changer Tony as it relates to you know retirement planning and making sure that we're real tax efficient so yeah this time of year is hectic for us uh but it hadn't been all work you know I had my kids in this weekend and and we had some fun and uh Anthony loves to fish you know he he's a senior oh, yeah. at UL he's finishing up his finance degree and I tell you though I mean he I, I try to talk to him about what is where his interests lie as it relates to finance and all a kid wants to talk about is fishing so i I don't know Uh, (laughs) i mean you know so he is anthony jr you gotta you gotta bring him into the fold yes yes so anyway so anyway i'm happy to have you here tony we couldn't do the show without you and as i mentioned we have a you know an attorney that we've been working with for years now mr chip Lacoca. He's an estate planning attorney here in New Orleans. Uh, he's a, a partner at the law firm of Manny and Lacoca. Uh, he's been practicing law here for about 30 years now, Chip. It, you know, he's got some accolades. He's been named by New Orleans Magazine as a top lawyer in New Orleans, the New Orleans area, as well as top lawyer in the state of Louisiana. So he, Chip's, you know, when it comes to estate planning and uh wills and trusts and all of this uh i think we've got the right guy on this show so we're really happy to have chip and let me just say he's also a bestseller and award-winning author of the historical fiction novels so uh chip you um you uh that's that's pretty impressive man you've got uh, yeah yeah it really is and and let me just say you know I know this is a New Orleans thing but we always want to know where somebody went to high school and uh chip was uh you know he uh, he was a Jesuit so he was a blue Jay at Jesuit and then he got his law degree at Loyola chip so much uh, thank you so much for being with us I'm, this I'm
2: thrilled to be here today Anthony thanks for having me
1: Absolutely. And so as I mentioned, you know, when we talk about retirement and uh, planning, there's really five key areas that we uh, that we think are important. Estate and legacy planning, obviously being one of them, health care, investments, income planning, and then of course taxes. So when we think about a holistic retirement plan, these are really the the five key areas that we that we address. And last week, Tony and I, we did a show on estate and legacy planning. And so having you here today is really just uh, so fitting because we really had more technical questions, especially about, uh, you know, this type of work in Louisiana. I- I'm just curious before we get started, Chip, <clears throat> what would you say in terms of you know cuz of course we're in uh this Napoleonic code and community property state versus let's say probate i mean you know we're in a different we're in a different uh, type of work as it relates to that
2: am i right yes we're in particularly in louisiana where it's just so different from other states around the union so you know for for your audience out there when they listen to other financial planners outside of Louisiana be very careful just because our laws don't exactly match up with other states. So that's why it's important that they speak to an attorney in the New Orleans or Louisiana area just because they're up on this of the law of Louisiana, the Louisiana law.
1: So these laws so when people go to like legal zoom and just print wills off of a off of a, a website that may the may result, not be
2: the results can be very poor. Yeah. And you got to be very careful because it will be you, you'd hate to think you have a plan in place. And then when you pass away, it actually makes it very difficult for the family because the results are not what the person had expected. Had expected.
1: Yeah. You know, and I always uh, I feel like estate planning. I mean, there's really no, you know, in terms of, you know, what someone wants to do. There's really no right or wrong. It's really just you know determining how you want things to go, and then making sure you have the proper documents in place
2: to make it happen. That's it. You're absolutely right. It's it's understanding what your goal is, and then making sure that it's legally correct, and that we get where the where the client wants to go.
1: Right. Absolutely.
2: Tony, uh, I know you do shows all over the
1: country with advisors. Uh, That's why you're such a wealth of, you know, such a great co-host. I mean, I mean that sincerely because of, you know, how much you're exposed to. Do you find that this topic resonates around the country? It does. And I
0: find even more that what you and Chip are talking about right now, the difference from state to state is huge because uh, you know where I grew up; it was right on the edge of Minnesota and Wisconsin, and the laws are very different regarding estate planning. And it's the same way everywhere, like you said, Louisiana. Chip is a uh, you know it's a, a community property state, and there are some states that are like that. Uh, where I grew up in Minnesota, it is not, and so it's completely different. So um, there are a handful of states that are community property states, and I, I think that's uh, a lot of times a good thing, but it's a completely different from place to place. And when I have talked to financial advisors all over the country, um, that's why you need to really find an attorney that specializes where you're at. And of course, uh, Chip, you have knowledge of not only just Louisiana, but other places, but it really helps to focus, doesn't
2: it? It does. It it really does.
1: Yeah. So very good. So uh, Chip, I have, you know, in anticipation of you coming in, to the studio this morning. uh, I've jotted down some questions I'd like to ask. So I'd like to start with just simply, you know, why should someone have a will? Tell us a little bit about a will and why you think it's important.
2: And I'll just say this, Anthony, my job today, I think, is going to be, we'll call it Succession 101. It's to give the basics for estate planning um, in Louisiana. Of course, we can get more in-depth when I meet meet with the client, but just for the radio audience, I think it's just to kind of touch on some topics. I think that's a great question. Why should I have a will? Of course, that's probably the number one document that everyone should have in an estate plan. Um, The will will dictate two things, most importantly. Number one, where do you want your assets to go? If you don't have a will, in Louisiana, we call that intestate, meaning without a will. If you have a will, you're called testate. so in an intestate situation, the Louisiana legislature has determined who, where your asset goes and how they go there. In a testate succession, meaning with a will, it's all covered under the will. The most important thing you can do in your will is, less, like I said, is twofold. Number one, let everyone know where you want your assets to go. And number two, to name an executor, waive bond for that executor, and to name the executor as an independent executor, which we can get on. We'll get into that a little bit later on. But those are the two most important things that you can do in your will.
1: Very good. So we just want to know where we want assets to go. <clears throat> and we want to make sure we have a good executor and way bond for the executor. Correct. Um, you know, and I know we'll probably get into this, but, uh, you know, the will puts those assets through the succession, if you will, or through the estate. And then there's the, you know, other aspect of things, which I think we'll get into as it relates to beneficiary designations, you know, at the end of the day, and I, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Chip, but when we talk about succession or transferring assets from, let's say one person
2: to another, we're really just talking about what the retitling. That's, that's what a succession is. How do you succeed to the property of another? So it's basically just retitling the assets in the name of the heirs, if it's an intestate or legatees, if there's a will,
1: I say, very good. So it's the retitling of an asset. So if I have a car in my name or a boat in my name, and I were to pass away, and I'm, tra- you know, I would like my son, my oldest son, who, you know, we fish together, and I would want him to have that boat. It would have to be clear in my will that he would get it let's say and then when they put my estate through succession then it would it would be clear that he would receive that and then they would retitle it in his name that is correct
2: usually through a judgment of possession and then that the title would then transfer to your son in that situation
1: okay all right so and then you it mentioned executor tell us a little bit more about naming an executor and the concept of an independent administrator. And let me just add, is there a difference between an executor and an executrix?
2: Yes. An executor is male and executrix is female. Okay. And the executor is the person who will handle your affairs upon your death. So when you pass away, you named an executor in your will, and that person is going to the number one job is to gather assets, hire the attorney, gather assets, and then ultimately transfer those assets to the heirs or legatees of the succession in a, Intestate succession, meaning without a will, they're called an administrator, and a testate succession, meaning with a will, they're called an executor. When I first got out of law school, there was no such thing as independent administration. So let's say we we'll use the example of selling a piece of property. If you wanted to sell a piece of property and you were an executor of an estate, you would have to petition the court to sell the property, run an advertisement in a newspaper, get permission to sell then run another advertisement and then eventually be able to sell it about 45 days later after that last advertisement in the newspaper. Now- And what was the reason for the advertising? um, Just to give heirs and legatees the ability to contest it if they wanted to. I see. Now, under the concept of independent administration, once the executor has been confirmed by the court as the independent administrator, they don't need court authority to do anything. They can go to the act of sale the very next day and sell the property without having to do any advertisements, without having to petition the court or anything. It's really streamlined the expenses of succession mm-hmm. because it's a lot easier to work, to, to do everything. Now, some wills, you know, people have done wills before they changed the law in this matter. So what happens if you died and your will doesn't provide for an independent administration? Well, the Louisiana legislature has covered that. And it, what happens is that all of the general legatees, meaning the people who are the um, the heirs of the residual estate, not a particular bequest of the residual estate, they can all agree to have an independent administration and to name that person as the independent administrator or executor. Doesn't matter if there's a will or not. It's it's all the heirs can agree to appoint that person. So even if you don't have a will or if you if your will doesn't mention independent administration, you can still get there because everyone can agree. But that's why it's important to do a will and to name an independent administrator because sometimes you'll have a situation where the families don't agree and yes it happens in estate planning in estates where the families don't all agree
1: yeah there might be a conflict correct. or one and say they, something oh no i thought it was supposed to be like this and that and then that's when it can start getting expensive correct. i guess
2: it does and that's where if if you do, if you know if you didn't name an indip- if you didn't say the executor could act as independent the family may not all agree to have an independent administration, and it just ends up costing the succession a whole lot more money right. than it really should. So right. that's that's one of the reasons why you want to make sure you have a will.
1: So so I mean, it would be safe to say that just having a very clear, up to date, you know, will that has all of the language, the proper language in it, and then and and I would say, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but being as you know specific as you could be as it relates to the
2: assets uh is important it is important it's also important to name um substitute executors so you always want to name you know for example somebody Mm -hmm. you may name your wife as the initial executrix but then you want to name a substitute you can name as many substitutes as you want Mm -hmm. um just so that there's someone always you know so as you know the, the purpose of drafting a will i always like to say it's like a bad soap opera you know where you you cover one thing and then what happens when this happens what happens when this happens and you want to lay that all out so that in case the client never comes back to you, you've done the best that you can to lay out every possible situation down the road with the caveat, you know, of course come back if there's a change in circumstances, but just in case, I try to draft my will so that they don't have to come back, mm-hmm. you know, if something, if somebody dies or something, it's all been covered in the will. My thought
1: is if you have a properly drafted will, the succession process, I mean, at least the ones that I've, I've seen with people that have – you know, wills, uh, it really, it's not that cumbersome. Can you speak a little bit about a trust and all? This is
2: going to be my pet peeve and, um, people will probably disagree with me, but that's, that's okay. Um, so what we're talking about in specific is called a living trust or, or revocable trust. That's what they're known as. They really got their start in California because probate costs in California are astronomical. Use a percentage of the value of the estate. And, um, it could, you know, it could get to be very expensive, doing probate in California. Here in Louisiana, our probate costs are not that expensive. The probate cost is less than $500 to file the probate in a court in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. The executor, as I said before, hires the attorney. So they're going to know most attorneys, almost all attorneys are going to charge an hourly rate. Um, So they're going to get an idea when they meet with the attorney, what the fee is going to be. For the succession. For the succession. Mm-hmm. Um, what I find the way a living trust works and wh- why I have a pet peeve about it is that they spend the money to get this living trust. The object is to put everything into the trust so that the trust now owns all the assets. Mm-hmm. They still have to do a will and it's called a pour of a will. So that says basically upon my death, whatever's not in the trust, mm-hmm. I leave to the trust. What I have found in my practice is most people who do the living trust don't transfer all their assets into the living trust anyway mm. they don't transfer tr- transfer the house or they don't transfer the cars they don't transfer all their bank accounts mm. so they still need to go through probate anyway so what was the point point? and i think it's so they it's just a, have
1: to probate everything to the trust
2: correct to do well, the trust whatever's left whatever's over left. Correct. Uh-huh. so it kind of it, it's a it doesn't get where people think they're going mm-hmm. to get to and then it
1: once way. it gets all into the trust then it still has to go to the to who's going dis- to get it?
2: It still gets distributed out. It's doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't avoid taxes. It doesn't avoid um, any sort of um, you know claims from forced heirs that kind of stuff. So it doesn't really work as well as people think it does. And I would just ask people just to make sure that they fully understand what it is and what they need to do in order to fully abide by it. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, because it can it can be a complicated it c- look, it document. Can. It can. Uh, and, and and let me ask you this, Chip. So you mentioned cost because I know, uh, you know, so typically if somebody was going to set up, you know, I was going to put, put their estate through probate or succession here in Louisiana and, um, you know, they had a, a clean, you know, properly drafted will. I mean, what is, you know, and, 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 you know, what what is something that typically, I mean, on the high side, sure. what is something like that look like?
2: And, and just keep in mind, so, of course, if there's, if there's, Problems involved, then it's going to be more. higher, right? It's going to be more because there's going to be a, a, litigation or whatever problems, in, in a normal, meaning a uh, fight here or just problems uh, with assets and you know whatever you you know usually litigated type matters. If it's if it's, if it's your normal succession, you're looking at five hundred dollars in court costs. You're probably looking at if you have one piece of real estate, you have to record that with land records in whatever parish you're going to be in, which probably be about another two hundred dollars. So you're looking at less than a thousand dollars in court costs. An attorney's fees will probably run you somewhere between two thousand to three thousand dollars, depending on the level of work that's involved, mm-hmm. how many heirs they got to deal with, how many le- you know how many people are signing, and just what's the overall size of the estate, just because of the you know how many banks are, is the is the attorney dealing with that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so I mean, it's not. About, the, the big big
1: twenty and thirty thousand dollars up here. I no, mean, and no, nowhere close. Nowhere close.
2: Yeah. Nowhere close. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, very good. And so. And can I just mention one thing too, because sure. it, it, and when I first got a law school, you see wills where it would say, I named Chip LaCocca as the attorney for my estate. So of course the executor may not like Chip LaCocca, right? But you were stuck with Chip because that person was named in the will. That is no longer the law in Louisiana. So back in 1987, I think they changed the law that even if the will names an attorney, the executor has full authority to hire whoever they want. Mm-hmm. And that's, Is right, because the executor is the person. The one that has to. That's the one who's got to deal with the attorney. Right. So that executor, if they find an attorney and the attorney tells them it's going to be $20,000 to do a simple succession, go go find 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 someone else. Yeah. You know, because it's up to the executor to hire the attorney. Right, right, right.
1: Yeah. So the package that you've been working with us, with our clients, of course, have been the will. We yeah. setting up a will. Then, of course, there's the living will and then the power of attorney. Can you just speak about that?
2: So, so we spoke about the will. The power of attorney is an important document and it's something we we sign now while you're alive. Um, it's, it's basically where you're appointing an agent to act for you, both financially and medically, if you become incapacitated. Mm. It's effective the moment you sign it. Um, but you don't have to give it to the agent. You just have to let the agent know where it is. You know that it's important because if something happens to you and you need someone to make a decision on your behalf, act
1: in your stead.
2: If you don't have that document, and mm. let's say you're let's say you're in a in a in a coma, or you just you, you can't speak for yourself. Then the only thing the family can do is an interdiction proceeding, which is in a very expensive proceeding to have the court declare you incompetent. I say A power of attorney says this person can act for me. This person can go to the bank, can get on my bank account, can pay my bills. Mm. It's an important document. Yeah. It's a dangerous document, sure. But it's important because you're you're putting trust in someone. Well, you make, could be a spouse. It could be a trusted child. Ex- absolutely. And it's a very important document because you don't know how many phone calls I'll get from clients who say, look, mom slipped into a, a coma. She, you know, she's in the nursing home or she's in the hospital. Can you come meet with her to do a power of attorney? And it's too late. Uh-huh. She, she can't sign or, or you get into capacity issues, you know, does she have the capacity to understand what she's signing? Right. And if she doesn't or he doesn't, then they're not going to be able to do it. Uh-huh. So that's why it's important to do it now. Even as a young person, it's important to have it in place because you want to be able to have someone to act on your behalf. I, I do a lot of these actually for, for children going away to college, 18 year old kids, because they're no longer a minor. Mm. And now you may get into a situation where, you know, they're in the hospital or something and,
1: and they, they, won't, talk they won't talk to you, talk to you. So and they, you're they, the parent. Correct. And they'll say, well, this is an adult and you've got, you have, you can't produce power of attorney, your hands are, your tied. hands
2: are tied or you some financial situation that they you know need to help with them with without that power of attorney that they're not going to talk to you. So, you know, that's why I, I do a lot of those for kids who are going away to college and they'll do one, mm-hmm. you know, before they leave. Right. And then, of course, as we get older, you know,
1: just having that again, whether it be a spouse or, or kids, uh, somebody that can act in your stead. And then the other thing I know you include in the package uh, for our clients is, like I say, the will, the power of attorney, and then the living
2: the will. The living will. So the living will is an advanced medical directive. That's the one that we know, we know it really as to pull the plug. Let me go peacefully. If ever I'm in a condition if I'm going to die, no matter what, and two do- two doctors have examined me. Just go ahead and let, and let me go. Don't do anything extraordinary to keep me alive. The state of Louisiana now gives you two choices on that form, all because of a case out of Florida many years ago, the Terry Shivo case. I remember that. Now you can check off, do you want everything withheld, including nutrition and hydration, or you want everything withheld, but they'll give you an IV or a PEG tube to give you water and food if you're in that situation. That's the decision that you have to make on that form. It's a misunderstood form. A lot of people believe it's a do not resuscitate order, That is not what it is. Um, If I keeled over right now, they would bring me to the hospital, revive me, put me on a ventilator, right? Mm -hmm. Eventually, let's say I was brain dead. They'd go to my wife and say, this is, he's not coming back. This is it. That document would let everyone know, just let me go. You, You can take me, you can turn off the machine and let me go. So, you know, if I had a DNR and I keeled over, they wouldn't touch me even in your office. They would say, just, you know, don't do anything. He's got a DNR. It's I a different doctor.
1: So the DNR, do not resuscitate, and the living will are totally two totally
2: different. Totally different. A DNR is an order from the doctor. A living will is either signed at the hospital or signed with an attorney. The, the oh. reason why I like signing with an attorney is, let me just tell you why, is because I can notarize that document and then I can give you certified copies of that document. If you go somewhere to like a hospital, something like that, they're going to usually have just the signature for the person with two witnesses. Mm -hmm. But once it's signed, you can't make a certified copy of it. All you can do is make a copy. But by coming to an attorney to do it, I'll be able to certify, give you certified copies, and then whenever you need more copies, I'll have the original certify off of.
1: Right. Absolutely. Tony, what are your thoughts about estate and legacy planning? Well, wow.
0: I mean, my thought is there's a lot to it, and you don't want to leave it to chance. You really need a plan in place, and... Uh, I think it it, it isn't ex- as expensive as people think. And it's so important. Why would you want to leave your loved ones in a bad situation, your spouse, your children, your grandchildren? So I, I think this has been a great show. We're out of time. But wow, Chip, great stuff. It, it was so great to have you on the show. Uh, Anthony, I know that uh, you work alongside Chip with your clients to make sure that they have a solid plan in place. Uh, We just need to make sure our listeners uh, can get that plan as well. Anthony, give them your phone number so they can uh, get a hold of you.
1: And then, Chip, you give your information as well. Absolutely. So thank you so much for joining us. And we thank Chip so much for being in the studio today. Again, you can reach us at CrescentCityRetirement.com or give our office a call at 504-828-2171. The consultations are free. You can come on in. We can talk and uh, see if we can't help you get your estate and legacy planning in order. Chip, thank you so much for joining us. And please let our listeners know how they can reach you as well. You can reach
2: me on the web at www.neworleansestate.com law.com and my phone number is 504-483-2332. And I too do not charge consultation uh, fees to meet with anyone. So please feel free to call my office. All
0: right. That sounds great. Well, thanks guys. And listeners that does it for today's episode of Retirement Keys with our host, Anthony Kinjemi. Thank you for listening to Retirement Keys. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Anthony Congemi at Crescent City Retirement Group. Call 504-828-2171 or visit the website at CrescentCityRetirement.com